back to the BAT podcast. Howard, Zach, and Alex coming at you. It's Monterey Car Week. We are recording from an undisclosed location here in Pebble Beach. Zach and Alex, what's happening? You guys, you guys made it down. Hey, Howard. Thanks for hosting us here. I'm very excited to be uh, both here in this uh, undisclosed location, which is gorgeous, but also um, to be back at Car Week. It feels good. It feels good. It feels like people are amped up. Uh, I was here last year for kind of the COVID Monterey, which really just comprised of, of a watered down race weekend. But uh, no, things are definitely feeling back and, and people are people are ready to go. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, interesting cars around, uh, interesting people around. People seem fired up. I was out at the track today and people were really excited. Um, Zach, you seen interesting stuff uh, driving up today? Yeah, no shortage of wrapped Lamborghinis yes. and neon six by sixes. Um, really, if you're bringing a late model supercar to Monterey Car Week, you're just sort of one of the posers, right? It's well, I was talking about that with some people last night. Like, did downtown Carmel during this week is unfortunately kind of devolved into kind of the fuel run revenue. Fuel run, fuel run is everywhere. Yeah, the tool run. I mean, fuel run. <laughs> uh, it's really the sideshow of the one percent. I think that's what Carmel is starting to become at this point. <laughs> It's fantastic. Uh, yeah, so we're in Pebble Beach, which is which is cool, uh, uh, partly because there's it's kind of its own sovereign area. There's not really uh, police or any sort of governing force, and that for this week it means that people like to rip around and uh, be a bit irresponsible. I've seen a lot of uh, people going way too fast in the forest, but hey. Zach, what did you call the terrible tune on these turbocharged V8s on the way over here? The burble tune? The burble tune. I I mean... Burble is like an understatement. Okay. It's, it's more like a bang tune or... It sounds awful. I like, I can't believe how bad... I mean, these are turbocharged V8s. Theoretically, they should sound all right. I can't believe how bad... Yeah, some, some from sound. a distance sound like active gunfire. Totally. You lock your doors, close your windows, and just kind of get down on totally. the ground when another Aventador blows past. So those mostly, like on, on, on deceleration, it's that... Is that the burble you're talking about? Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, I definitely noticed that. Lots of pops, lots of popping. It all started with the F-Type from the factory ride in 2015 or so, and now, now it's sort of caught on. So. Uh, I've heard a few of those... Um, I guess it's the, the four-wheel drive turbocharged Focus. Uh, what is that called? It's not an ST. What's that called? Uh, RS? Focus RS? Yeah, the Ken Block edition. Yes, I've heard some pretty awful sounding examples of those too with that same kind of thing. Totally. Yeah, Monster Energy in the cup holder with vape smoke blowing <laughs> so, out the window. So many vape A little bands. bit of that scene. But man, it's the old cars that really make this week. Really, if you're showing up and this year's modern supercar, they're a dime a dozen littered everywhere and nobody cranes their neck to look at it. So best thing you've seen so far? Best thing I've seen so far is actually in the garage in this home, which Ooh. I think we'll get to at some point. Um, other than that, I don't know, littered with all kinds of great Porsches from early ones to- You've only been here for all of 48 minutes, so. Yeah, yeah, I know. Really yeah, maybe that was, maybe I was too aggressive asking that, but often the drive here, you see cool stuff too. One of my buddies saw a white McLaren F1 headed north on the 101 a couple really? of days oh, ago. Really? Oh, amazing. So, wow, out yeah, in the wild, that's Out in the wild, something I've never seen. I saw a 550 cruising around today, Porsche 550, which was pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, 74 Carrera, that orange one as we drove in was pretty strong, great colors. Um, the skyline in the parking lot of our hotel is a special place. Yeah, BAT staffers brought some, brought some good stuff. Uh, yeah, really the star of the show is our rental Escalade. <laughs> I think that's probably my favorite car of the weekend. Hilarious that our office manager is hauling the tent in that thing. Uh, but yeah, no, it's so great to be here. Uh, this Monterey Car Week, for those listeners who haven't been, it's it's 
it's definitely a, a, a must see. And uh, I've been coming here since I was a little kid and uh, fortunate to grow up in the Bay Area where it's easy to, to uh, come down here every August. But uh, this this whole week and weekend is significant um, in the annals of history in California. Uh, Pebble Beach um, was kind of the where it all started in terms of, you know, the whole, you know, post-war enthusiasm for for sports cars and specifically European sports cars um, that, uh, you know, that really came to define, you know, uh, Northern California, Southern California car culture. Uh, I mean, the first Pebble Beach road races were in 1950, um, not too far from where we're, we're sitting right now. Uh, that was also the inaugural year of the Pebble Beach Concours. A uh, number of the race cars from the from the uh, the race weekend were shown at the Concord. Actually, I didn't know this. A guy Do you recall was, any of the cars that were shown? Uh, I mean, back then it was it was mostly pre-war stuff. It was the the great classics, right? Eight uh, Cs and Bugattis and Duesenbergs and Marmons and Packards and all that sort of stuff. Um, I actually didn't know this. A guy was telling me uh, some of this history. So I, I'm not actually this smart, but um, for that first year or maybe the first two years, they would go around the the parking lot at the Pebble Beach road races and would just pick out the cool cars and ask the owners if they would like to show up on Sunday oh, and wow. park their car on the lawn. Um, so, yeah, so that was in 1950. Uh, the road races were, were through the 50s. They built Laguna Seca uh, at the Fort Ord, uh, decommissioned Fort Ord. Uh, it's active still, I think. Uh, quite possibly, yeah. yeah. In 1957, um, so that was kind of a seminal year in, in sports car racing and culture in the U.S. Uh, Elkhart Lake also was built um, in 1957. Uh, Elkhart also... Is this SCCA sanctioning body for these early, for the Pebble Road races? Uh, I believe that's right. Okay. Yeah. Um, Elkhart actually had a similar history. The, the old Elkhart uh, races were on the public roads right. that went through the town. And, and for any people that have been to Elkhart, highly recommend that race weekend in July is, is so great. Um, they have kind of mile, historical mile markers um, at every corner of the old course, including uh, the corners that went through uh, the, the uh, current town of Elkhart Lake. Um, Give us a feel, so Howard, for the, um, for the cars that would have been racing at the time. We're talking XK120s, uh, MGT, maybe even TCs, TDs. Yeah, absolutely. They had a, a few heats or races based roughly on class and maybe engine displacement. Uh, the Del Monte Trophy, this is Pebble Beach, is the Del Monte Forest. Um, I think that was kind of the, the main event. But yeah, Jags, certainly TCs. Allards? Uh, yeah, early for Allards? Allards, Allards, J2, J2Xs. Uh, I mean, I think I think Phil Hill obviously drove that, that black uh, iconic XK120, I think that was the winner of the inaugural races. Um, but Alpha 8C 2.9s. Whoa. Um, and then later later in the 50s, guys like uh, Ernie McAfee and, and uh, Mastin Gregory. Sorry, I had to, Love had to pull Mastin that one Gregory. Out. He's one of my favorites. Great name and a, an interesting guy in glasses, wearing glasses back yep. in the day racing. Um, so what, one, of, one of my personal traditions and kind of a family tradition is to get in and, and do some laps of the course. You can still uh, drive much of what was the old course the roads have been sort of uh reconfigured in the last 60 years but you can uh, uh blow down the front straight go through turn one turn two um and, and what sections that's on 17 mile drive we're, we're gonna go to dinner after this maybe, maybe we'll we'll do a lap around lovely yeah, i would love that i would uh, love a tour of the old course there was the original 1950 course and then they uh they 
re redid the configuration. So the, the, the course from 51 onward was a little different. Um, so I like to nerd out on that stuff and I don't know how people actually care, but no, no, um, I think it's fan fantastic. And the, the, the pictures, the period photos of the events, uh, terrify me because it just appears that they're racing through a forest. And well, so it's I exactly what it is today. Yeah. Right. So I can only imagine, you know, drum brakes failing on your V860 swapped, uh, MGTC and yep, careening definitely. into a tree. I mean, it's a different, different time. Yeah. The, uh, the front straight has, uh, has been built up more. That's now where the gooding auction takes place. That was kind of start finish in the pits. Um, and where they now, the quote unquote Dawn Patrol, where they where they unload all the cars on Sunday morning for, for the Pebble Beach Concours. And you said they raced there till 56, is that right? That's right, yep. So, I mean. Uh, maybe there was a 57 event, but yeah, Laguna Seca um, was built in 57, and I think the, the transition there. I mean, does that mean like C types and W194 Mercedes? Yeah. Like very fast cars yeah. by the end, yeah. which I suppose leads to the building of Laguna Seca. Is that correct? Because it's getting a little too hairy to race uh, cars. I don't now. know the why Laguna was built and all the politics. That was probably part of it. But yeah, all the all 300S, 450S Maserati, 250TRs, <laughs> birdcage, and no, a birdcage would have been would have been later, but. Um, those are fast cars to be racing through the trees. That's amazing. Yeah, and that was the golden era. That was that was all these guys whose names we know, but but definitely gentlemen racers who uh, drove their car here and drove it around for the week. Denise McCluggage, right? We can oh, dedicate a whole amazing. Podcast to her. We do need to talk about Denise. Uh, she was in the mix. Um, yeah, man. So there's something special about this place. I always uh, just get a get a special feeling driving through uh, driving through Pebble Beach, Del Monte Forest, particularly this this week every year. It really is in the air when you're here. I mean, you know, it's uh, California in general, uh, you know, a mecca for for car culture. But this peninsula and this week, I mean, you can you can feel it. People are attracted to it, and they, they kind of, I mean, I love being here. So yeah, we're recording this on, on a Friday of this week, so this will air next week. So um, we'll have to say we're we're live from. For Monterey Car Week, uh, that will not be exactly true when this airs, but uh, uh, yeah, we'll all be out of the track tomorrow. We got our, our big um, alumni gathering inside of Turn Three. Alex, you said you were out the track today doing some prep. What did you say? There was some qualifying going on. So you yeah, there was yeah, there around. was good stuff. Uh, Trans Am cars ripping around. There's also some 956 Porsches, which is always fun. Uh, 962s. I'm trying to think of some of the other some of the other cars that I saw on track. I mean, I love Porsches and kind of European sports cars, but the, the older I get and the more vintage events I go to, the more I like the big bore American muscle cars. You were talking race cars. 4 GTs and the drive over here. Lots of 4 GT, 4 GTs everywhere. There's actually a fantastic display from Ford with a bunch of historical cars, including, Happy you probably know this. yeah, there's the gold um, uh, 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 Mark II, or maybe even, it's a Mark II. Mark II or Mark IV. I actually yeah. don't. I'm not, yeah, GT40. There's a, there's a Mark IV there too, which I've never seen a Mark IV. You know, the streamlined, the J car, the one that, um, you know, uh, Miles was killed driving the prototype for. Yeah. Uh, I've never seen one of those. That's the 67 winner. You're talking about Ken Miles. Ken Miles, correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's the car that was, it's Gurney, my hero, and Foyt, right? They went in 67 right. in that's that right. car. Yeah, that's It's a nice much goal. more streamlined car, not the, not the uh, kind of classic. That's in the paddock. Ford has a. Yeah, they've got, they've got a number of them. Um, some really, really, really cool stuff uh, there at the at the Ford display, and a couple of those cars were out were out ripping around too, which is always awesome to see, and here particularly. So, what's the big bore American stuff you've been geeking out on in the paddock? I mean, I love the 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 '67, '68 Camaros. Uh, I like those as street cars too. I think they're very pretty, so I really, really enjoy those. Uh, Randy and I, Randy Nottenberg, are uh, 
uh, corporate overlord. Uh, he uh, he and I were nerding out last night uh, uh, very late about um, uh, the SCCA uh, Falcon race car that's black over red. Have you seen that mm. car? It's been racing here for years. Has a yep. bench seat, uh, red red leather bench seat, raced in period. Uh, love that car. I'm not sure what um, is that. Is that racing? That's I didn't see it this year, but it's mm-hmm. been here many, many times. That's that's kind of the dream car for me, Zach, to recreate that. Uh, a Falcon uh, in black, I think, would be great. Sits real low, black steel wheels. Oh, you yeah. gonna keep the bench in yours? I, I don't know how the guy does it. Honestly, <laughs> like it's amazing. Um, uh, I mean, like again, thinking of those early cars, Howard. Uh, you know the 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 cars from the late 40s and early 50s. It's amazing that people um, were able to drive cars like that so fast. I mean, so much bravery to do that kind of stuff. Um, One car I saw today that I was really freaking out about is um, uh, Bugatti, I I think it's a Type 35, an unsupercharged eight, an unrestored car, really beat up. I mean, what a work of Type 35A. Yeah, that's right. Twin twin carbs, uh, but no supercharger. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, with with the exterior uh, handbrake cables, cable brakes, cable cables brakes, running yeah. out, everything safety wired together. The louvers, I mean, amazing. Yeah, poor Leah. I really, I went deep on the car, and she wanted to walk away, but I had to, I had to show her all the beautifully artistically, uh, you know, crafted suspension components, the single piece engine and block, uh, head and in, in, in block, amazing stuff. Uh, yeah, I was out here uh, last weekend. They always do the preliminary uh, races called the the pre reunion, and which are kind of uh, smaller fields of the. Kind of basic stuff that that comes for the the main event this is kind of the indy 500 of vintage racing this weekend um so uh it's kind of this similar show with none of the spectators so that's kind of a nice uh way to ease into the weekend and we always do the the full 10-day stay down here so really do it like so uh, i don't want to professionals too much into your personal life but you've you've raced uh, many of times at the monterey historics correct i have i think i'm not, I'm not racing this year i'm just a, i'm just a professional socialite uh, this week but uh <laughs> yeah i've probably done it yeah 10 times so yeah i feel fortunate to and the majority of those times were in a pre-war chrysler is that correct uh pre-war chrysler Datsun 510 trans am stuff uh some 50s alphas what trans am car did you drive i didn't know about that. Uh, the 510 oh that was yeah. in the trans am series that's right yeah. that was the the year that they had that uh, was the featured mark right when they had like 50 of those things out here yeah in 2018 and i, and I drove it last year in the covid monterey too do you have a best year racing out there uh, or mo- most memorable, I would say. Well, one year... Um, I know you're an old, washed-up racing driver at this point, <laughs> yeah. now heading into your mid-30s. Uh, one year th- through um, a, s- a combination of circumstances, I actually got to drive three cars. Whoa! Um, so that's the, really... The, the guys driving multiple cars, is that's really the, the you've made it status. That's the Patrick Long program, right? Isn't he out there running multiple cars and multiple class, Hopping out of one quite, and quite into possibly. another? And so, so what were they? Uh, they were a uh, Sprint Zagato Alpha, a uh, Mercury Comet Caliente, Ooh. where I finished uh, uh, DFL in the uh, in the group with all the uh, uh, Mustangs, Vets, and Cobras. It was the only car on street tires and and all that, and and that that old thirty one Chrysler. So DFL, I've never heard that before. I can guess what it means. Yeah, yeah no, we can't. Fantastic. Uh, we, DFL is what I always used to playing sports back in the day. So totally. I'm very familiar with that I'm term. familiar with it, sadly, as well. Um, that's amazing, Howard. That's that's super cool. Um, uh, one of the things I was thinking of when you were talking about this being kind of the Indy Five Hundred vintage uh, events. What are the? You know, obviously Goodwood is one of the one of the other you know kind of giants in this field. What are the other comparable events to the Monterey Historics? Um, 
you know, in, in, in Cal on the West coast, there isn't really one, um, in my opinion, the Elkhart, uh, the Elkhart, right, uh, the Hawk, yeah. the Brian Redmond challenge, whatever they call it now. Um, uh, uh, the event at, at Lime Rock in over, uh, Labor Day, which is coming up in two weeks. Uh, that's up also there. developed from a street tree. Wasn't Lime Rock Street uh, Street's original? Lime Rock also may have been. Uh, I think that was a little earlier, but yeah, that was also a fifties fifties uh, era track. Um, yeah, in the U.S. That's that's pretty. I mean, there's other regional stuff, and then in Europe, you, you the Goodwood, the uh, uh, Spa Classics, Six Hours of Spa, Le Mans Classic. Uh, Slightly different kind of racing. Goodwood always seems like people are maybe pushing a little harder, a little more willing to rub uh, against uh, one Goodwood, yeah. million dollar Goodwood car is, is, is the spec is an ultimate spec. I've only watched it on on YouTube live feeds, like most people. Uh, Randy's been Randy went a few years back. That's definitely a bucket list thing for anyone interested in, in the stuff, but. Uh, yeah, the, the driving prowess is, is a cut above there, and a lot of pro drivers. Yeah. Yeah, but for those of us in California that don't want to jump on a plane to see this Monterey weekend, it's a pretty great compromise. I mean, we're so spoiled being able to drive to it so easily. I feel like it's just it's just fantastic. I'm so happy to be back. So I'm big, like my whole favorite part of the weekend is is literally just cruising around and seeing Same. what's... People watching and car watching? Yeah, street parked around Carmel is probably the highlight of my entire weekend. Um, but the entire week, it's it's crazy, the range of events from the, the snootiest of the snooty to completely unpretentious with the, the Concours de Lemons. Totally. Um, or literally paying nothing, just sit and watch people drive around. I mean, it's fantastic. Totally, sit and watch the track. I mean, a yeah. track ticket's a little bit of a high price of entry, but it's a full multi-day experience yeah. for sure. So that's where I uh, personally feel our event slots in quite nicely as sort of a yeah. unpretentious and welcoming event for all of those that browse the site and maybe have bought a sold a car or maybe have just been watching over the last year. Zach, so, tell us a little bit about a Bring a Trailer alumni event. What is it all about? And what good, oh, what, yes. what, what good cars are showing up tomorrow? I'm actually, I'm no just idea. a shill. I've been paid to be on this podcast <laughs> as a plant, so let me out myself. Good plant. Do yeah. it. But no, no, I'm, I'm totally big on the unpretentious aspect of our event as well. I think uh, the cars that, that show up, it's quite a range. Uh, looking at the, the guest list to a couple that we'll talk about here that are a little personal and close to us, and then to everyone else yeah. that's just sort of showing up and what they bought yep. over the last year it's pretty incredible right i mean basically it's means what it sounds like right you if you're an alumni if you bought a car on the site so these are all cars that were bought on bring a trailer and that means i mean we've had this uh, is now the seventh one i think uh, we've done that many wow we've done done a lot i mean I, there's been events where there's a 1995 you know dodge cummins like ram parked next to a fiat 500 i mean i love that kind of stuff it's you know it, it the the events um mirror the eclecticism of the site, which is um, something that I love about Bring a Trailer and loved long before I ever worked for the company. And um, the events reflect that, these alumni gatherings, and it's awesome. So yeah, we've got a, we got a bunch, of, bunch of staff in town. We got a 6 p.m. dinner tonight, and then we have a 6 a.m. wake up call tomorrow morning, maybe, maybe pre 6 a.m. We're gonna see people. you at 6 a.m. Howard? Uh, you quite no, possibly. No, uh, we have a pre six a.m. wake up call. Uh, Howard is going to take the cucumbers off his eyes. I think around nine thirty, cruise over to the track. Uh, well, I'm driving an interesting car over, which is a car that's currently live on BAT, which we'll talk, which we'll talk about in a minute. But um, uh, Zach, are there notable? So yeah, we we have about a hundred, uh, hundred or so cars showing up that were all previously bought on BAT, and um, 
and a lot more people that will that, that are invited and, and it's pretty much an open event for anyone in the BAT community, which is which is neat. We've got a huge piece of real estate at the track and I guess inside of turn three, often dead uh, when I was a young man. I don't know if you remember that. There was yep. often nothing there. And uh, in 2019, we really packed it, uh, packed that area and brought some life to that part of the track. Absolutely. To do yeah, the, the, the lake bed, as they call it. So hopefully by the time this podcast airs, uh, it will it will be accompanied by maybe a, a report write up and some photos. And if you're listening to this, you can uh, see what, what, what it was all about, uh, which is uh, coming up this weekend, but uh, Zach, do you know if you're at the most exciting alumni cars that are coming? I think. Uh, uh, well, what's most exciting for me, at least. Um, yeah, I, I personally find most exciting. Are 34 Skylines coming? Live. Uh, I do hear some chatter of a truck driver with a Skyline. Yes. Maybe it's true. best to uh, keep a low profile on that one. No, no, let's let's uh, not out him on that. But uh, yeah. Zach and I have been dealing with, with all the truck drivers uh, uh, dropping off the cars this weekend. So you guys are the, are the shepherds for all that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the VAT shipping trailer is pretty sweet to have this year. That's a recent two. addition. Two. Um, We're going to have two big uh, two big semi-trucks out there. Big creative shipping display. Yeah, no, that, yeah. That, this has been kind of a brainchild of Randy. And, and Randy doesn't mess around. He, yeah. he, He's generally committed to if he's going to do something, having it be cool Absolutely. and have it pop. And I don't even know what he has up his sleeve, but I'm looking forward to getting there tomorrow morning and seeing what what's in store for that. I think it should be it's uh, going to be fantastic. Cool our yeah. uh, our chief of staff, Leah, has really been doing a lot of work talking to the old talking to the truck drivers and putting all this together. She's done an amazing job, and it's going to be pretty cool. I think uh, we've got a big permanent tent, so some shade. Everyone's always looking for shade at the uh, at Laguna Seca. I always end up up at the corkscrew under the trees it's like the only place to find shade sitting on the ground so we're gonna have corkscrew cafe man best place to have a beer this weekend that's right that's right uh so we're gonna have tents and shade and and all these cars uh, there's a couple cars live on the site uh the, the couple cars that are live on the website now that will be in attendance uh while they are live zach you want to talk about a couple of those Yes. Well, the one I'm most excited to segue into is the one in the garage here, uh, which Howard can speak much more intelligently about than I can. Uh, sure. Yeah. I mean, one of the advantages of working at BAT is uh, on occasion, you will come to an event like this and there'll be events and, and someone will ask you to uh, drive their car around, which is actually more, more of a favor to them that, than a, uh, a perk because they actually can't drive <laughs> it around and they need it to go somewhere. Uh, so you're kind of the, the hired hand to, uh, to cruise around in it. So yeah, this is a uh, this is this uh, Ferrari 250 TR61 Spider uh, recreation, um, and very well done, if I might add, and a very exciting car to drive. So this is um, a car that's coming out of Texas and is here, and uh, got dropped off at this rental house uh, a day or two ago. Um, I, I took it on a lap of the old Pebble Beach course, so uh, we were talking about that earlier, that... that uh, uh, has been very relevant for me this week because I was actually driving a car that uh, was kind of apropos of the period. And, and I, I think you may be the youngest person to drive uh, one of those. Granted, this is a recreation since around 1960 or so. Uh, quite, I don't know. I think the people driving them in period were probably were probably young, up and coming drivers. But no, that, that's exactly, quite possibly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this thing is cool. Check it out on the site. It'll be it'll be at the track tomorrow. Um, it's uh, we had for those of you who might remember. Uh, uh, Maserati Tipo 151, uh, also a recreation. So I don't want to get too much of a reputation for selling <laughs> uh, fakes and not the real thing, but these happen to be really, really. Well. But this is gorgeous. I mean, yeah. it's 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 got tubular framework that somebody obviously handmade, and so it's aluminum bodywork. It's very well proportioned. It's it's based. Uh, they used a Ferrari uh, 330 uh, 2 plus 2 as kind of the 
uh, framework for the for the engine and the and the uh, identity of the car, and then so a uh, bigger Colombo and a five-speed, presumably instead of a four-speed, which was probably what the car would have had. Uh, possibly, have had. yeah. This is a four-liter V12 in it uh, with a five-speed, uh, but yeah, very exciting car to drive that re definitely requires your full attention. And man, a car that uh, has a lot of curb appeal and that definitely people. Uh, look at you when you're driving. So <laughs> if that's something you're, you're in, if you want, if you don't like attention, I would not recommend. Uh, Mu no muffler, right? it's a side exhaust. I assume straight pipe. Yeah, it makes idea. makes really nice noises, and and it seems to be pretty well developed. Some of these, you know, recreations are they look good, but they're right. uh, kind of pretty unsorted. If you drive them, this car is is not that. It's 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 pretty dialed. Nice that it doesn't have a top. I tried to sit in that Maserati yeah. two years ago and couldn't fit in it. So uh, you that know, was a gorgeous car, yeah. but tough to get into. Well, none of these none of these are meant to be the lap of luxury. So, no, no, no. Uh, yeah, part of the romance is the is the discomfort. And uh, uh, this car has one of my favorite Ferrari features, which is that Perspex cover over the over the all the Webers uh, yeah. down the middle. I love that. I assume it's Perspex, some kind of of, uh, of plastic. But I love that you can see the carburetors. And then gets fed. Uh, the air gets fed in, in through the front through a, through a few holes. I, I love that look. Yeah, triple dual choke Weber's is definitely the engine bay is uh, is is pleasant to look at. So um, no, I'll be I'll be out there. It's I'm like, excited I'll, to I'll hear it. At six, I'll be firing that thing up and, and driving through uh, the forest at six a.m., which which will yeah, be I'm a so nice. So glad we have this me. documented in audio. Yeah, totally. We may you may not want to have a couple glasses of wine and then wake up with a headache and fire up the straight pipe. So that may maybe a little bit later arrival might be prudent. Uh, a couple other live cars uh, as well. One of the ones I'm excited about is the um, the uh, Ferrari 328 GTB. You love that thing. Tell us about that. Well, I love a fixed roof 308 328. Um, there's a lot more GTBs uh, in the uh, in the 308 world. I, I, don't, I think we've auctioned maybe one or two 328 GTBs ever. Yeah, one that Canadian ones was the black one. Yeah, I remember uh, it. I look at that what, auction all the time. What was the total production on three twenty eight GTB? It's under a thousand, right? Oh man, you're you've gone deeper than I. Uh, I just know that you almost never see them. Uh, and even in the three oh eights, it's usually the early cars, right? It's carbureted cars typically where you see the fixed roof. But I just think it looks fantastic. I really like. I know a lot of people like the GTS. They like the Targa roof. Um, to me, it kind of ruins the beauty of the design. I think the GTB is stunning. Obviously the. Oh, Howard, I'm going to butcher this. The Vetro Racina, the fiberglass. Just say Vetro. Just say Vetro. Vetro. Yeah. The early fiberglass 308s, obviously all fixed roof. Those are super cool. We've had one of those. Same seller uh, as this 328, actually. Thoughts on 88 versus, you know, the, the, the 89 wheels with a different combat. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. School me on that. It's ABS, right? It's to, con to, yeah, to con yeah, okay. ABS. It's 88 and a half, I believe. Oh yeah, okay. We're getting into the half years. So what? It's the I don't want to sound uh, pretentious. Later, eighty-six point five nine twenty-eight. Oh yeah, eighty-eight point five GTB. Oh man, well. I had a seller tell yep. me about two thousand one point five Audi S fours. That was a new one. On the me. Ferrari factory in June of nineteen eighty-eight was a lot different than uh, January. Seventy two point two five. Don't forget about the quarters. Totally. Yeah. Somebody told me one time that you don't want to buy an Italian car made in August because that's because when everyone's the... on vacation and maybe drinking a little extra grappa. I don't. I don't. I don't know if that's correct, but I like that. I like the idea of it. Um, no, I just like the the lines of the um, of the fixed roof cars. I really think the 308, 328 is, it may be my favorite Ferrari. I mean, it's probably almost sacrilege to say that, but I it think is. the design wow. is aging so Favorite well. within that era. Maybe favorite that I could one day imagine actually owning. I mean, obviously, a Lusso would be fantastic. That's never going to happen. So um, uh, I just, I used to work on them. They're 
pretty robust. They're easy to work. You don't have to drop the motor to do the belts. I mean, it's a, you know, they're, they're a car that you can drive. A lot of people don't. I would want to drive one a lot. Um, I just really like them. I'm torn because I agree with you. I think they look fantastic, but I'm nostalgic for the target top because that's sort of I know. a bygone era at this point. Yeah, most What's... people prefer that. And it, it, it's just a gorgeous car too, obviously. But I love the fixed roof. Yeah, no, I, I love your enthusiasm for it as well. But man, a good old-fashioned target top, basically the latest target tops are what? You're a you're a sunroof enthusiast, Zach. You're, you're yeah. a sunroof, you're a, an evangelist. Do you almost. see this pigment, man? I need all the opportunities <laughs> I can get to get some vitamin D in my skin. So, yeah. Well, you this TR61 around. It's, 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 <laughs> no. all, it's all vitamin D. Okay, I'm not asking for skin cancer over totally. here. In every sense of the word. But yeah, no, shifting gears um, a little bit to a car that has no gears or a vehicle has no gears. We sold, and some of you may have seen this because it's one of it, it has had 270,000 views, and that's probably top five, top 10. Uh, if you go into the results, you can filter by most popular. And I, I think it's, it, I, I filter you stream of conscious. Yeah, that's I think cool. it might be top three. I mean, it was at 200,000 last time I looked, and it was in the top eight. So it might, it's one of our most popular auctions of all time. This is what we're talking about is a 1950 uh, Westcraft Capistrano trailer. Um, that a guy had painstakingly restored and was really a labor of love. And the, yeah, no, the, the craftsmanship, the, the whole interior was, was beautifully finished wood. And it was kind of art deco, but also like luxurious. Like it wasn't dumpy. It was done in the style of what it would be in, well, the, in beautiful, the beautiful curved edge uh, 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 cabinetry and the, it has, you know, the wet bar with the backlight that folds down and he's got, you know, crystal uh, 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 decanters for whiskey. I mean, it's just with, you know, but with hidden modern amenities, with TVs and with, you know, modern uh, refrigeration and all that kind of stuff, but kind of hidden. Um, just a gorgeous thing. And it, my favorite thing, it has the um, it has the. Uh, the kind of streetcar pop-up center uh, uh, lifted roof area with the little windows that allow natural light to come in through the middle of the roof. Just, just gorgeous. And the, the rear of it is, is very car-like. It almost has like a, I don't know, almost like a, uh, it's sloped. Like, it's a a sloped. Zephyr, like a Zephyr totally. vibe to the back. Uh, it's very, very cool. It, it, uh, it's one of these things that, I mean, it sold for, for $630,000, which is probably a fraction of what it actually costs to, to, uh, that's less than a cost for a story. Something that truly is, I mean, who, who knows how to value this stuff when it comes in the door, but uh, this was awesome. I guess uh, Capistrano, the, the, this was the high-end model right. where they produced these trailers. Uh, and it's not, it's big. It's 30, 30 feet, something like that. It's 33, like big, 33 yeah, feet. It's big. Um, yeah. Dual axle, just, just gorgeous. Uh, people really excited about it. Uh, every once in a while, we have an auction where people are so excited, we actually turn off the comments at the end of the auction because uh, comments are coming in so quickly uh, that it can kind of distract bidders. And so this is one of those rare instances where we kind of slowed down the comment stream during the during the last little bit. And there was a lot of bidding action uh, at the end. And then of course, uh, we unleashed the comments once it sold and uh, Boy, did they stream in. 70,000 views uh, since it closed, I think. So yeah, eight, I, eight, I eight, the 800 comments. It's, yeah. It's the second most viewed listing on the site. What's number uh, one? That can't be right. No, 
Second most? Se- sorry, dude. Yeah, I can't argue with the data I'm looking at. Uh, <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm, Howard's upset. Howard's that. upset about uh, that. I'm filtering now. Filter, uh, Howard. I've never even yeah. used our filter function ever. So Maybe not something you want to admit on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> number one is actually an easy guess. It's the Sherman tank. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And number t- three, also a, a pretty obvious guess if it's top of mind, but it's the charity Civic Type R. Oh, Civic Type R. Amazing type listing. One how, do you filter by, how do you filter most by most over here? Oh, man. Oh, you're really revealing to the podcast world <laughs> how so, technically it is. Don't worry. This guy's not in charge of the auction it's uh, so department of pre-trailer or anything. <laughs> Yeah, I just hope I never have to get another job. I don't know. I don't know if I would be qualified to do much. Yeah, you don't need to know how Excel works to know what that five hundred seven is worth. Um, But oh, there it is, Zach. You're right. Second, wow. (laughs) But I mean, that shot up like it it shot up from about tenth place to second place after the auction closed. So a huge tail on on the number of views. Pretty pretty amazing. I'm an optimist. Glass half full, 630 for the high bid. If you park that in anywhere in coastal California, that's a good buy, right? It's all relative to where that trailer ends up. Totally. Totally. Park it here in Pebble Beach. Definitely a lot cheaper. Yeah, Mississippi, uh, you know, could change a few things. But totally. keep that thing on the coast. I think 630 for that beautiful trailer. Totally. Well, um, sorry, I'm just, I, I, this is all new to me, which is which is embarrassing oh to say. Oh, my God. How it's going deep on our own website But, but the, the uh, kind of anomaly is the 10th and 11th most viewed all time, which is which is not a uh, uh, insignificant title. One was a, a, a Jalpa, Yalpa? Is it a soft J? It's a soft Hulpa? J. Yalpa. Yalpa. Oh. I, I think it would be Halpa. Don't say what I say. Well, I think it's all, Yalpa. They're all Spanish bulls, right? So it would be Halpa. I can't order Harama? off any menu authentically. I just point and say what I want. So it's oh, you're like my mom. Yeah. That's interesting that the... the, the oh, you just say it in the English, but use whatever accent I'm, it's from. I'm, that's what I'm she does. too ashamed <laughs> to say I just point and they nod. And weirdly, an international Again, harvester Midas edition in, in the 12th spot for all time. Fascinating. I mean, well, what's interesting, so there's so many cool ways to, you know, kind of to, to uh, search Bring a Trailer results. We post everything, you can see everything, so you can filter by all kinds of interesting metrics. Um, and obviously you can go to model pages and see all the results for, for individual models. Which this is, is a great exercise. This is like, yeah, whatever your your wind down nightly exercise is for people this out is, there. I do this a lot. This is really fun. I've I been mean, working here for eight years and I'm doing Everything the in the top time. 10, 15 uh, most viewed auctions is all over 200,000 views, I think, um, uh, which is crazy. That. E30 M3, obviously. Okay, we're so. we're gonna do a deep dive on view count. Uh, okay, maybe even year over year of a different. Can I can I do one more log rolling uh, plug for a vehicle that will be live at our event uh, tomorrow? Kind of a, a little bit of synergy between the uh, yes, but, the trailer. but only after I do one, which is the '74 Carrera, which is the very last car for the Moore collection oh, this yeah, week, yeah. which deserves a plug. Mm-hmm. So, shout out to the Moors for bringing that this week. I think. Pretty spectacular all around. They brought some incredible cars, saw some great results. Hopefully everyone saw the post. So Carrera will be the last car ending there, and you can catch it tomorrow. Right. More imports, a local uh, Monterey dealer here have sold probably hundreds of cars uh, through Bring a Trailer and offered this really interesting collection kind of in conjunction with Car Week here. Uh, a lot of interesting stuff. Heritage. GT40, uh, or uh, sorry, that was 11,000 miles and, and sort of $450,000. One was... of two of the heritages on the site, worth noting. Right, we had a new Ford, whatever, Mark II, or second generation Ford yep, GT, also Heritage Edition. Yep. also sold one point something million, 1.2 million. Or third gen, if you want to be a pretentious jerk like I am right now. Yeah, th- well, is it third? No, because oh, okay, GT40 okay, yeah. No, but yeah, the, the versus Ford GT. 
I don't know. Ford GT sit different than the GT40. Although what's well, weird, they didn't make GT40 streetcars. It was it was technically well, a production three, car. Three the weird ones with wire wheels. I love those. Wow. Seven or something of them um, with a weird interior. Those are great. Um, that's true. I don't know. Does the nomenclature, the name, make a difference? GT40 versus Ford GT. I don't know. There's no right answer. What's weird about it is the original car is a race car. Few street versions. Then the first retro car, which I love, is my favorite, um, uh, is a street car. People race them, but it's a street car. Yeah. And then the third car, the second generation Ford GT, is a race car, again, essentially to go back to Le Mans win, which they did in class. And so it's a weird, I mean, it's a really interesting collection of vehicles, those three uh, Ford GTs, GT40s, um, all of them gorgeous, all of them amazing. Uh, do we know what the uh, what the featured mark is this year? Oh, it's it's uh, the featured mark this year at the races is Ford and Trans Am celebrating the 55th anniversary of the Pony Car Wars. Ford is everywhere. Ford's got okay. 55 is kind of a weird number to celebrate, but it works. I like that. 55. I like seeing. Okay, the, so oh, you said there's the yeah, Ford. I like okay. seeing the GT4. Okay, that explains I'm not it. Not yeah, complaining yeah, that. about that. So Ford is the uh, Ford and Trans Am and Mustang are the, are the featured mark. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so the final car that you're most excited about? Uh, the There is a 19, a, kind of a restored or, uh, I don't know, refurbished uh, 1970s RV that is coming. Just went live on the website today. Tell us about that. Uh, um, super interesting vehicle. Has a, a modern uh, diesel powertrain swapped into it um, and kind of... Um, you know, like kind of van life uh, uh, motorhomes are, are exciting to a lot of folks now. I like them. I'm a huge fan of the front wheel drive GMC uh, 60s or 70s era motorhomes uh, with the dual axle. You've seen those. They're kind of. These are front. These are front end because what people want the later cars, they call them pushers with the engine in the back. This, I believe, the one that is on our site. Uh, I just pull searched. It up. I just searched RV. It didn't come up. But where, what's the web development team no, needs we'll, to know yeah, about? We'll this. get the tech team on RV SEO in the meantime. What is this uh, FMV? What do I search? Yeah, it's an search, FMV search motorhome. FMC motorhome. Thank you. We're <laughs> what's I, Here we yeah. go. Oh, Duramax Power! Wow. Yeah, and it's uh, it's um, the company is interesting itself, right? It was a company that built um, military vehicles, and I think maybe ambulances, and then they branched out into motorhomes and built this in the seventies. What does FMC stand for? You know, uh, if you scroll up, uh, it free, says free free BAT hat. If you if you know, in your list, uh, it says here it's it is uh, scroll down a little bit. Ooh. Food Machinery Company. Wow, isn't that interesting? Uh, and it's got this kind of interesting uh, kind of back. Uh, so uh, is it design. this rear engine or no? This is a pusher, I believe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Love the, that. The, the, not to be confused with the GMC that I was referencing earlier, which uses a Tornado powertrain and is front wheel drive with a 455 up front, which allows a low floor, right? Tornado engine, like, love that. I think it's whole Tornado, whole powertrain, like jammed up. And front. for people listening who are interested in, in uh, RVs and uh, potentially acquiring one, here's a little market call and insight. Uh, not some, something that we would probably list, but... Uh, <laughs> Dutch Star in 02 to 06 made pushers and you can, and they were like 200K new and you can buy a Dutch Star like mid 2000s for like 20, 30 grand. And man, that's just something I'm interested in. My favorite is, uh, <laughs> my favorite is the Vixen. You know, the Vixen, I think we've listed a few. They're kind of an aerodynamic 
80s RV with a low roof. Dude, the swivel, the swivel driver's chair. Oh, Sorry, come on. but the I swivel, mean, that's the like swivel driver's chair. No, is amazing. It's just, it's where, just where, where do I park? Where, where do I park the golf cart? Have we listed a, a Vixen, Zach? They originally had diesel BMW this, inline this sixes a, and a five-speed manual transmission. This would be a model really? that would be highly selective with. But if you're out there with a, a low mileage minty Vixen, let's talk. Vixens are amazing. Uh, I have a number of buddies uh, who. Uh, get very excited when they spot a vixen in the wild instead of fishing. There you go. Look at that. Look at the lean. They're whipping that thing. Oh, my God. Yeah. The most recent comment on this FMC motorhome thing uh, is from a guy. It took me almost two hours to go through the previous owner's build thread on fmcowners.com. Oh, man. Oh, my God. It's <laughs> unbelievable. There you go, right? If, you, if you're into this stuff. This no, is... the seller, I mean, he sent us, I think, a thousand words on the car and on Great. the RV. Uh, and, and he's uh, bringing this tomorrow, right? That's going to be... Well, I'm literally going to sit in that chair tomorrow. You're going to swivel in that yeah, chair, right? in that captain's chair. It's going to be amazing. I like that steering wheel. That's, there's some nice touches on this thing. You'd think mid-70s would be like kind of horrible interior going on. I mean, I think, actually I, think he's, I, think he's, I think he's cleaned it up a little bit. There's I mean, been I, a steam cleaner at some point no, between he, 1976 he's got some, and yeah. today. And shag, shag carpeting? I can't remember. No, he's got some stainless uh, some stainless in the kitchen stove. No, this is nice. A little Pebble Beach uh, story from my past. Many years ago, I was about 10 years old, um, I stayed with a family friend uh, on, the, on, the polo, uh, on the polo fields in an RV uh, uh, they were showing a Stanley steamer at Pebble and slept in the back of this. Uh, this would have been the 90s, but it was definitely a 70s RV with uh, shag carpeting. Woke up because of an incredibly loud noise and it was... Um, uh, it was so you've got a lot of directions right now. Sorry, it was a transporter unloading a, a, a 250 Testarossa like right outside my window. Amazing thing as a 10-year-old to see that coming out. And, um, uh, Leno was there driving around in a turbine car, one of the, the uh, uh, um, it's GM, isn't it? Or is it Chrysler? It's Chrysler is the turbine car. Correct. With the, um, with the kind of jet throttle in the middle. Uh, just an amazing thing as a, as a kid to see and also to be kind of behind the scenes uh, where all the transporters park at Pebble, where they're unloading all the, uh, all the interesting cars. I will say uh, Testarossas and turbine cars are uh, all well and good. But when you fire up a Stanley Steamer, that gets everyone. Wait, is Stanley Steamer is is teens? What year is that? Oh man, they, they broke the. I want to say they broke the. No, the earlier. Yeah, nineteen oh four is when they went hundred okay. in that thing that's shaped like a canoe. You know, um, Leno, I believe, has a recreation of that. Steamers were like yeah, turn of the century up to what oh six oh seven. I mean, they built steam cars all the way till the thirties. Uh, Jay also has the very last steam cars, the Dobles, which were the best ones, the Doble steam cars, which. Um, didn't require you know thirty minutes to heat up the boiler, and I remember my dad and this buddy of his always saying, "You can tell the steam car guy he's got no eyebrows and no hair on his forearms because you know the boilers are blowing up in your face when you're starting them up." But I mean, they sound like a damn steam train when they're driving around. You know, chug, 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 chug. it's awesome. They steal the scene from from anything. That is, I was listening to a, I listened to some uh, financial media podcasts and and talking about the the steam engine and what that did for the industrial era and 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 productivity across international uh yeah businesses and everything it's incredible so, those so you know amazing. the steam engine in the middle of the factory then you know with the with uh drive shafts up on the ceiling and belts driving various machines all throughout the factory it's amazing stuff um super cool and you know steam cars were fast they were faster than than uh than gasoline powered cars mm -hmm. for, for a long time uh stanley steamers i think go 60, 70, maybe even 80 miles an hour. 
terrifying. Terrifying. I mean, what are the tires on it? We have tire packs. I think solid rubber. It's wooden, wooden wheels. Yeah, tiny right? little, little yeah. three and a they half. They do have inch. steering wheels, although some of the early ones might have tillers. I don't mm-hmm. know. Incredible. I think that's a pro tip for all the guys rolling matte purple Aventadors this year. Go get yourself a Stanley Steamer, and that's how you're going to get noticed in Monterey 2020. If you're not rolling a, a car around Monterey with a tiller, you're yeah, you're, you're, you're nobody. nobody. Yeah, you're nobody. totally, totally. I mean, that would be amazing, right? That would win. That would win. That would win Car Week. You're just another guy with a high lease payment on your matte green Aventador. Totally, totally. Tack on a little extra for the for the wrap. Uh, well, this was great. Do we have any 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 final thoughts on this? We're we're gonna head to we're gonna head to downtown Monterey for dinner right now. Um, yeah, I mean, I've I've been here for a week. You guys got in. You got in last night, and you just arrived. So uh, you guys are raring to go. You you got to pack it in this weekend. Totally, that's exactly right. I I just again, I'm just like the fifth time I'm waxing rhapsodic about this. I'm just happy to be back. I'm just happy to be here. It's a really special. Uh, it, it's 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 not you know it's not an individual event. Just the whole weekend and being around and you know I. I still like look at cars every day from my job and I still get excited when I see something interesting sitting in traffic, you know, driving from Monterey to Pebble or whatever. And that's just, I don't know. It's one of the great car experiences to have. And it's the people, right? There's so many interesting people here this weekend and I've gone to, you know, some sort of event every night I've been here and, and you just meet, you know, the cars are one thing, but, uh, you know, right. yeah. it's all this brush shoulders with Patrick long at the track today. I mean, you know, it's, they're they're around they're real people and they're here hanging out and doing cool stuff yes the vibe of carmel for this whole week is a tangible thing that you can really feel that doesn't exist for the other uh, 51 weeks of the year so stoked to be here stoked to see everyone at the event maybe we'll do a bat alumni download session on the next podcast awesome yeah fun yeah let's do that um so yeah check out um if you're listening to this with any luck if if we do our jobs right there will be a a recap post with hopefully hundreds of photos of of uh, everything we're talking about uh, so you can check out all the cars that we've been seeing down here. Uh, do we have one shout out to a friend of ours who sent us a nice gift? Oh, oh dear Alex Jordan. Absolutely. Uh, hopefully, along with next week's podcast, we can actually do a deep dive on this. But Alex saw us struggling on a couple podcasts ago to recall all of the different ex-CHP cars. Polaris, Polaris going yes, 160 Polaris, miles an hour. Indeed in that book and graciously sent us a book on the history of uh, California Highway Patrol vehicles. So We had a segment on, on uh, vintage police cars a few pods ago and, and uh, Alex uh, cued in on that and, and sent us a very, very nice piece of literature on it, which, uh, which we really appreciate. So thanks Thank to you. Alex who runs a wonderful event in Berkeley, California, Small Cars and Coffee, limited to cars pre-1980. Um, hopefully you can jump on that email list and, and see you guys at the event. But yeah, thank you again, Alex. Can't wait to go deep on that book. I'm excited about it. CHP car is a little, that's a little kind of a little weird, little nuanced uh, corner of the car world, but exciting and cool. Uh, I think the Pilar was, well, you know what? Let's wait for the deep dive on that. I won't, uh, okay. I won't say anything more about it. I can say with full confidence we... there's a Dodge Polaire in that book. Hell yes. Hell yes. All right. Good stuff. So we're signing off. Um, thanks for listening. Email your questions, thoughts, comments, suggestions to podcasts that bring a trailer. We're looking at that. Tons of good feedback coming through there. And uh, we'll see you all for another installment next week. <laughs>